Hi, and welcome to Wasted Takes episode 208, which is the Steelix episode, which is a steel Pokemon. It's like Onyx, but made out of rocks. I mean, not made out of rocks, made out of steel. I'm Trey, joined by Dylan Tucker in the same location. How are we doing, gentlemen? Living the dream. Having a wonderful day. That's fantastic uh, to hear. Trey, are you recording on your side, too? I am recording on my side. Hopefully, we found out a new way to record this podcast so the audio quality is a little better. We will see um, if all goes well. We'll uh, be using mics next week, and hopefully, that'll be crystal clear. But we're not. Huh? We're getting mics? Well, just use your video game headset. Oh, I just didn't know. That should make it better. That should make it better. Um, No, Cam. Don't know where he is. Said he'd be on in 10 minutes, 15 minutes ago. Uh, the boys have a movie date tonight, so uh, we have a lot to cover, and we don't have time to wait for Cam, so we're going without him. Um, winners and losers, uh, Waste Takes Parlay is probably the biggest loser, the worst beat I think we've ever had. Um, overall, 1-17. in 17. Uh, we, had, we hit on three, missed on one, and if we would have taken the spread instead of the money line on the Rams, we would have won the bet. Odds wouldn't have been as nice in our favor, but uh, we still would have won. So that being said, Tucker gets his pick. He's five and thirteen. I get mine, ten seven and one. Cam gets his, eleven five and two. Very sharp. And Dylan, unfortunately, up oh, there he is. Dylan, unfortunately, uh, does not get his pick, seven ten and one, um, on the year. Very unfortunate. I think this is the start of sharp Tucker season. Uh, it's a heck of a time to start right at the end of the year. I'm going to give myself a winner. Uh, people are talking about my Bucks take. starting to be a winner. Well, people are talking about it. People are talking about it because I realized we didn't uh, give out points last week because the poll hadn't completed. This poll has not completed either, but Tucker is leading. But the first point of the season or last week's episode or two weeks ago from the Wasties is Dylan. Oh, boy. I didn't even know. Dylan saying that reporters need to play in their own flag football game and represent the networks. Uh, that is your winner. Uh, wow. Right now, Tucker's leading the poll. So we that has five minutes left. We'll check back on, on it after Wasted Takes. Uh, winner, me. Bill Belichick fired. Um, started that movement, I want to say, two years ago. And uh, it's finally come to fruition. And we're going to, I imagine, talk quite a bit about it. Um, loser Dylan, Mike Vrabel not hired. So things can't go wrong with Mike Vrabel because he's not here. Yeah, true. true. Um, good decision. Good decision. Do we want to talk about the big winner we had uh, on Cam's phone now or later? Big winner on Cam's phone. Yeah, nobody else acknowledged that, by the way. Very, very rude. Yeah. Um, just out of touch. I don't know if that's it. Or um, I know what this is. Yeah, what are we talking about? That's we'll, insane. We'll, we'll go over it. We'll talk about we'll it later. We'll go over it a little bit later during the, the game wrap up. Yeah. And if we have any time, we can figure it out. And Cam, just for your knowledge, we have uh, till 10 o'clock to get this podcast done. So we got an hour to pack all this stuff in. We can be late. So, all right, let's do ways it takes very quickly. Try to be as succinct as possible. I'll start. Um, all right, so obviously Patriots fire Bill Belichick, Gerard Mayo's in. After hearing about everything, I don't want to get too into the Belichick stuff because we're going to talk about it. 
But um, them moving this quickly to Gerard Mayo, and it sounds like the plan was in place for Gerard Mayo to take over after Belichick left. It sounded like originally was uh, planned for after next season. Uh, the four the four wins kind of accelerated that. So um, he was named head coach in waiting last offseason, which is what that weird press release was about, where like they were talking about extending Gerard Mayo. I think that's an awful thing to do to A, Bill Belichick, B, to the organization, to set to set one of your assistant coaches up to be the favored son. Um, I think this is a case of extreme owner, owner, ownership meddling, which is bad, uh, which we can talk more about later. And I think Gerard Mayo, if he doesn't succeed right away, which I'm in my take, I'm going to say he's not because the team needs a lot of work. Uh, he's not going to make it three years as head coach. Now, I always say give a head coach at least three years. Let him draft a couple times. Let him develop those prospects. Let him, you know, work his system in. I think the crafts are meddling a little too much. And it's kind of made me change some of my feelings on this fire Belichick stuff, which we'll talk about. But um, Gerard Mayo does not make it three years as head coach of the New England Patriots. That's my take. So I'm going to start off. I'm starkly against you here. I don't think he's inheriting such a bad situation. It is. There's talent. It's a QB organization, but the defense is already very good. And the offense needs some pieces, no doubt about it. But in terms of teams with the number three pick, you know, in the middle of like a full rebuild, what you're inheriting isn't that bad. It'd probably be a pretty sought-after coaching job if we did just give it to our assistant coach, which I don't love either. I'll get into that later. But I think that the Gerard Mayo Coach of the Year 2024 is more likely than him being fired in the first three years. I'm not necessarily saying, Tucker, that he's going to do a bad job. I'm going to say the Crafts are going to... They're they're in panic mode right now, and we'll touch on it more later, and they're just going to panic fire him if he doesn't succeed right away. And I'm saying I think he does succeed right away. Okay. Dale? Um, how do you measure success, Doc? Measure success and wins and losses. Playoff. So they're going to have a better record next year than this year? Absolutely. I can get behind that. I'll measure that as success. Kraft has said he wants to get back to the playoffs. I think if they're not in the playoffs within the next two years, he's gone. Okay. Yeah. We 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 agree. I agree. But I think he's gonna the team's gonna be better. I agree with that. But I don't think it's gonna be much better. Uh Cam. Um God bless, Cam. He's disgusting. He's making him sick this day. Absolutely. Um, yeah, no, this isn't going to work out. Gerard Mayo just doesn't scream Super Bowl winning, uh, high caliber coach. They did this, um, you know, we, we say this a lot, or I say this a lot, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and expecting a different result. Um, and, and they really wanted to keep it in the, in the family. People in the crops are trying to keep the Patriot way, doing it without Belichick now. Said they're in a worse situation than they were when they left, uh, when Brady left in the Navy. Um, so I, I think it's going to be bad for the next, you know, Mars Rose 
And I actually have a, a Pinterest craft uh, cake that, that's going to spin right off of it. All right, go ahead. Um, so, a couple of things coming up here, and you're saying that, that uh, you know, the crafts are, uh, I forget what you said, talking about the crafts. My takes about Robert um, and the fam, and how uh, he's going to have to sell the game next week. Next week? And next. next week. Yep. But the list comes out on the 22nd. And Hawk <laughs> Craft is going to be on that list. Epstein. Oh, man. Epstein's list comes out on the 22nd, they say. Um, unless they keep pushing it back. Rob Craft meddles in, in all sorts of things. Um, <laughs> so maybe a club over the OTPHA down in Palm Beach at the, at the Rusty Cactus or whatever it was called. Uh, didn't Orchids of Asia. Yep. Remember that one really, really well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> maybe that didn't kill him. But Minor Island is really going to put, put him away. Um, will he be tried? Will he be in, in trouble? Maybe, maybe not. But at the very least, he is going to have to rid himself um, of a football team. And for that reason, next week, Patriots are actually going to be on the market for a new owner. Never mind the new head coach, GM. They are going to be the first team in history to change. Oh, maybe the maybe the commanders kind of the first team in history to change owners, GM, and head coach in the same year. Uh, look into that. That that's but probably the commanders. On the list, that's true. Um, no, this isn't true. Robert Kraft has never shown a proclivity for younger women. Well. Underage women. Younger women, yes. His wife is probably like, what, 40s, mid-40s? Uh, that's not what I said. I understand. He's on the a couple. doesn't have to be. What is the list going to be then? That he that he took a couple flights with him? Big deal. That's no, not... the list. Yeah, exactly. That's what not enough. It's going to be more. Even if, even if he's found to have had, had, you know, had ties with Epstein, he's not going to get in trouble unless it's something like depraved. And I don't think Robert Kraft would do that. I think Robert Kraft is overall a good dude. Um, I think he's a kind person. I don't think he would do that. He's, you know, he was he married for a long your, time. Get uh, angry. Huh? He said he wouldn't shake your hand. Get angry. He wouldn't shake my hand. But, you know, I'm. Uh, he's cursed because of it in terms of his football team. Yes. But, um, yeah, no, I, I even if he met up with Epstein, you see people like Donald Trump, Bill Clinton, put photographed with Epstein, and they are not going to get in trouble at all. So unless something comes out that he was diddling kids, which I don't think he would do, he's uh, he's going to get away scot free. They're not going to make him sell the team for a couple of flights. Um, Tuck. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say this to start off with: if he is on the list, sell the team. Don't want him as my owner. But Even if he just knows him. If if I said I'm talking about diddling kids. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Disavow. Uh, he won't. He won't be on the list. Good guy. Gave me tickets to a game once. Close personal friend of mine. Uh, probably a listener of the podcast. So, Cam, please apologize ASAP because he's listening right now. And honestly, he might unsubscribe if he hears this. So, I Rob, think if he's a true listener, he would respect the hell out of this game. Robbie, no Robbie, not true. Now, I just want to say I don't stand for anything he's saying right now. I know you're not on the list. We all know. He's Close not on the list. Close personal friend of mine. Again. Um, but yeah, absolutely. 
blasphemous. It would never happen. Robert Kraft is, I David Tepper, though. Probably on the list. Dale? I don't think this is going to happen, Cam. I, I, I like your... Uh, I like your reasoning. Um, I would not be surprised if there was some NFL uh, owner or higher up that, that that was involved in this. Seems like a lot of high profile people are. So uh, I I think it's wasted, Cam. Um, but uh, no, I don't think it's Robert Kraft on the list. But I wouldn't be surprised if somebody else is. All right, who's got to take? Uh, I do. Um, so I've been looking into some baseball recently. Yes, this is a baseball related take in the middle of the NFL postseason. Uh, specifically the Dodgers and what's been going on there. A little bit fishy from my perspective. Uh, the deal with Otani. Okay, I get it. Apparently they assigned another guy where they're getting, he got signed like a $22 million deal and they're paying him till through like 2045. Just, you know, they're doing Bobby Bonilla deals out their back end. The Dodgers are committing bankrupt. Um, they're going to make billions of dollars over the next 10 years with Otani, all these guys that are going to make them billions. They're going to pay themselves $10 million, $20 million bonuses, and then they're going to declare bankruptcy once all these guys are need to be paid. Because it's going to be 10 years from now. None of those guys are going to be on the team. They're not going to be able to afford it. And they're going to say, oopsie, okay, we'll sell the team, fine. And that's how they're going to get away with the biggest fraud in sports history, I think. It's absolutely insane that they're just like, yeah, we're just going to pay everyone <coughs> future me problems with their entire organization by just being like, eh, like we'll just win championships and make a boatload of money now. And then hopefully we'll have enough in 10 years. This is a scam if I've ever seen one. Uh, yeah, I love this take. I, I agree with it. Um, they baseball's dying too, so like the salary, the salaries, you know, the money coming in is going to go down and just keep going down because everybody says baseball's finished. So uh, I agree. They are money laundering. Maybe they're owned by you know gangsters or something. I don't know who owns them. Maybe they're mob affiliated and they're just money laundering somehow. Um, yeah, totally agree. Some fishy. They will go out of business. Uh, Dill? Uh, Magic Johnson is a, is a part of there. Uh, he could be involved in the mob. You don't know. Inside. Any guy with the name Magic Johnson, I assume, has some affiliation. Uh, has some sort of AIDS. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yep. Uh, so, Dodgers. I mean, the Dodgers have just been spending so much money uh, in the past forever. So, they've kept alive now. I see where Tucker's going. Um, 10 years from now, though, I don't know, because the, the, the salaries today are nowhere near what they were even just 10 years ago. That's not true. They're the biggest salaries ever. No, I know. I mean... The, That's what he said. Oh, okay. I see. You the, the other way. I thought you meant, like, like they're the, smaller. Like, the cost, you know, with... Mm -hmm inflation or whatever and you know how much a dollar is worth and all that stuff um 10 million today is not going to be worth 10 million in 10 years so maybe maybe that's uh maybe they're putting that into their reasoning on how much money they can spend and okay. then get back on the bankruptcy so i 
I wouldn't be surprised if uh, a team, a baseball team, maybe not the Dodgers, uh, had to do something like this because of what Dre's saying with the league becoming not so great, um, having to sell the team because of lack of revenue. I don't know. It seems like there's too many baseball teams and not enough money. They're going to have so much money coming in the next 10 years with all the jersey sales and the Shohei Otani stuff. They're going to sell so much. They're going to win every single World Series. And then 10 years now, they're going to say, oopsie, we're done. Maybe baseball uh, will not be worth nearly as much money in 10, 15 years that they have to do a salary cap, like actually, like hockey or something. Anyway. Cam? Yeah, people forget that during COVID, they bought St. Louis Dodgers under speculation because they had a cardboard cutout. Um, they had cardboard cutouts in the stands. And one of them was a, uh, of none other than Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, this is, this is uh, interesting to make this take because it just it fits perfectly. I mean, they're laundering money through Epstein's Island. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Dodgers have to sell their team next week. <laughs> Did not anticipate this being the Jeffrey Epstein episode. Is that actually true, or did you just make that up? Um, I found it on Reddit. I searched Dodgers, Jeffrey Epstein, try to make a connection. Why? What's <laughs> up with you and Jeffrey Epstein today? I just have to make it about him. It's the week before the list is supposed to come out. The I'm list is not going to come out. We're going to push it back. I didn't know the list supposed to come out next week. The list has been supposed to come out next week for like two years. I thought a list came out last week. Is that different? No, there was no. It was it was uh, court documents. It was like depositions. Yeah. Uh, boo! Let it go. We need to know. Um, all right, Dilly, got a take. Uh, I do. Uh, it's draft NFL take twenty twenty four draft. Um, we talk about quarterbacks. We talk about the, the top tier quarterback class. A lot of first round picks, obviously. Um, pack of bums. There's uh, there's one team in particular that we talked about last week, or at least, I, and I agree that they don't need to take a quarterback yet, and that is the New York Football Giants. I don't think they need to take a quarterback high in the draft. Um, they got other problems they need to deal with, and they got Jones. Now, Cam, you might get a little angry with me here, but. Um, the Giants have a reputation of picking uh, younger, maybe not as good brothers. Uh, Eli Manning, obviously. Uh, now the take is in the third, late, late third or whatever fourth round. The New York Giants are going to select the right-handed throwing quarterback, Talua Tagovailoa, who was younger brother out of Maryland. He's going to sit behind Jones. That's their pick at quarterback, the younger shitty brother from Maryland, um, but right-handed. So, you know, it might be better. Uh, that's the take. Cam, go ahead. Yeah, I uh, I don't know if I threw it in this chat. Did I throw it in this chat that the Dolphins have the opportunity to do the funniest thing ever? I don't think so. Oh, well, I did say that. Um Dylan, just to clarify, the take was that two little brothers going to get drafted by the Dolphins and start over him? No, or the Giants. As a by the Giants. Oh, the Giants. I didn't hear that part. Because they, they took Eli. History drafting the shittier brother. Oh, oh that's great. That's <laughs> a great take. 
I am all in on Tuolili. <laughs> Tuolili Tango Bailoa, the righty. The right is is a is a New York Giant, I think. I love it. I'm all in on this guy. Also, our first round pick last year was a Maryland guy. Um, not Chad Riley, by the way. Yeah. So Maryland, real hit or miss. Our guy was real. good, Chad. <laughs> One of the worst legs. He should kick lefty and see what happens. Who is your who'd you pick up? Was that Deontay? Tay Banks, baby. Tay Banks. Doesn't speak English good. <laughs> well. Um, yeah, that was, the, that was the point. Ah. Um, yeah, I love this take. Absolutely. Uh, paid attention to the younger Tagavalo brother brother's career a little bit. I uh, told my sister to try to meet him, um, you know, get some of that Tagavalo money. Um, don't think it happened. He stinks. He's real bad. Um, he was not good at Maryland. So, but if this does happen and he goes to the Giants, you know, younger brother goes to the Giants, you know, maybe two Super Bowls in there. Maybe Tua has to win one for him to win two. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how the voodoo worked there with the Mannings, but, you know, last time they took a younger brother early in the, or I guess it wouldn't be early, but last time they took a younger brother, he won two Super Bowls. So could could work out. Uh, love the take. Tuck? Uh, I'm a fan. Uh, you know, I don't know too much about how the attack of Iloa, but, uh, he could be a baller. Uh, I, I've seen him play and he's been awful, but you never know. You never know. He's got that two of blood in him and he's right handed. So he could be even better than two, which could make him an average quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> he has 77 career touchdown passes in college. He played five years. He tried to play six years and I said, no, you, you can't do that. Um, and he had something like 37 interceptions, 67% pass completion. It's not very good. Doc Paper. Draft him. All righty. Nice quick waste to take segment. That's what we wanted. Let's get into the meat. Uh, first of all, biggest news. Bill Belichick out. Gerard Mayo in. Um, so first initial reaction is I think this is the right decision to get rid of Bill Belichick. Um, I've made the points a million times in this podcast, so I won't make too many of them. What it comes down to, to me, there was a several fireball offenses for Belichick, and he should be allowed fireball offenses, but there were too many. Number one, letting Tom Brady walk out the door because of your ego. Number two, poor draft classes over the past decade, not signing a top three-round pick to an extension since 2013. Uh, number three, mismanagement of the quarterback position whether that be not having a solid plan after you decided to let Tom Brady go and bringing in a, a guy like Cam Newton, whether that be putting Mac Jones after a promising year in a position where he had poor coaching um, so as not to succeed, whether that was a personal vendetta or not for Belichick. He apparently never wanted Jones. Um, still, Great. You the table with your hands. No, sorry. Um, I was touching my computer. Um whether that bringing in, bring in that bad coach for Jones, whether he wanted him or not, that's what you had. You should do what you can to make him as good as you can. Um, I had some others down the list. Um, I, I'm I'm blanking on them, but there was there was a lot of things that Bill Belichick did not do correctly. Um, that being said, now that it's happened, I am feeling a little guilty. I am feeling a little less excited than I thought I would feel. Obviously, it's the end of an incredible era for the Patriots. Um, 
he was he is the best head coach of all time. I know at sometimes during the show I use a little bit of hyperbole and uh, you know my I let the anger get the best of me. Absolutely the greatest head coach of all time. Had a lot to do with our winning ways and our winning culture. Um, but at the end of the day, I think that he was able to build that culture, and because Tom Brady bought into it, that that team aspect, those two guys together were the unstoppable force. If Brady didn't buy in and that guys wouldn't want to, you know, they wouldn't be asking, they wouldn't be taking those lower contracts and putting up with Bill's shit. Um, so overall, obviously a very uh, sad thing to happen. But the biggest thing I'm taking away from it is that it sounds like Robert Kraft meddled a little too much and Jonathan Kraft. It sounds like they were meddling with Bill. They were meddling with the money aspect. They were meddling with the draft aspect. They were meddling with the Jones aspect. Um, I guess the reason that Mac Jones wasn't benched sooner was because he, um, because Kraft demanded that he stay as uh, their quarterback. Um, so Bill kind of did that as an F you uh, to them. But um, yeah, it's it's sad that it's over. I think it's the right move. I agree. I listened back to the podcast from last week a little bit, and I agree with Dylan in the idea that um, they should have cut bait completely and moved on completely. Uh, getting to Mayo, um, like I've said before, I want to go in with an open mind. It's not my favorite hire. Like to, to Tucker's point last week, if you're gonna uh, bring in a guy like Mayo, why not just keep Belichick? Um, I think it was overall because of the power structure. You can't really remove Belichick. Uh, Kraft said as much, kind of what I said last week. Even if you brought in a GM, Bill still holds all the cards. Um, so it's kind of a tough thing to do. But bringing in Mayo, I mean, he's really well regarded. People seem to like him. Uh, the players seem pumped up about it, which is a good thing. I think um, people will be more excited to sign here and play for him than maybe uh, do it for Bill and to Dylan's point last week about this generation not being necessarily the do your job, you know, grindstone, no to the grindstone generation. I think that's true. So I think that'll be beneficial. Um, although this whole favorite son thing, they gave him the job. I think that was stupid. I guess he was walking around the facility acting like he had the job, um, which I think is a bad look on him. Um, but I'm going to go into it with an open mind. Uh, I really hope that they hire outside of the organization for a lot of positions. They're looking at apparently offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator outside of the org. It sounds like their GM may be somebody they bring up. I don't know why the hell you would do that uh, unless Bill really was making all the personnel decisions and all the bad drafting really was on Bill. But I don't think that's the truth. I think that he listened to these two guys that he had, Elliot Wolf and Matt Crow, and he made his decisions based on you know what they said. I think it was ultimately his decision, but I think they were the guys that picked from the, the pack. Um, so I don't love that idea. Overall, I'm not very confident in the Patriots right now. I am, you know, if this isn't handled well, this transition, um, and they continue to suck for another couple of years, I'm going to be full sell the team mode uh, on Robert Kraft, which I don't want to do. But he's now the only guy I have in my, t my sights. Um, you know, Belichick's gone. Brady's gone. There's one guy left, and it's Kraft, and you have to set your sights on him. I'm hopeful, but I think, uh, you know, overall, I've, I've kind of come off that that pedestal I was on, that fire bill, you know, soapbox I was on. I do think it was the right decision. Um, I do think Bill still got some in the tank. I think he, if he goes to a team like the Cowboys that is set up to win, they will do well. So um, I think he will have a good season next year, regardless of where he lands. 
Um, probably if he lands with the Cowboys, they've got a their Super Bowl odds got to go way up. But um, excited for the Mayo era. I really want to see what they they do with free agency this year. They have a ton of money. They're gonna have to spend, and um, I'm excited to see what they do with the GM because if they stay in their organization, I'm gonna be friggin' livid. But Bill's gone, and that's what I wanted. So uh, Tuck, we'll get the the opposite side of it. Yeah, I mean, Bill's gone. A lot of people saw this coming, including me, unfortunately. But I still disagree with it. And I don't know. I feel like Gerard Mayo would have been a good choice if Bill retired into the sunset. You know, he was like, look, I'm done. I got my records. I feel like Gerard Mayo would have been a good succession of power. But it's a firing. It's a, like, this isn't working. We need to change it up. And you get a guy that's learned everything he's ever learned about football through Bill, which I don't like. So if you're going to say, like, look, we need a change, don't go to a Bill guy, a guy that played under Bill his entire career and then coached under Bill his entire coaching career. You got to go different. And that's kind of where I am. Bill's the GOAT. I'm not saying that, like, Gerard won't succeed. I think he will. But I just think if – you re- but I'm also the guy that said we should have never fired Bill in the first place. It just feels like a lateral move and a downward lateral move because you go from the GOAT to a new guy, which, I don't know. I don't love this move. Uh, I've been pretty vocal about it from the start. Bill's the GOAT. Um, I'm going to work from wherever he goes, I think, which is the opposite of what I did for Brady, but Brady left, and Bill was fired. If Brady got released, then it would have been a totally different story, and I would have been, I hope, Brady wins seven more ricks. Uh, but it's not what happened at the end of the day. I didn't get my way. Boo-hoo. Uh, go Pats, I guess. I, to end it, like, you know, I'll be Pats till I die. They could, you know, kill five children on the bus, and I'd probably be like, all right, their back. owner, their owner could be a sex pest. Yeah, the owner could be a sex pest. I'm back. I hope he quits, but go pass. <laughs> like there's, there's very little you can do to get me off this team and be optimistic about this team. I have more optimism than I did last week. I'll say that, despite everything that's kind of come out, I still have optimism. Uh, I, if you told me they hired some offensive guru or at least had like. You know, more than two. I mean, every team that didn't have a coach still doesn't have a coach because they weighed their options. That's the other thing that I, I forgot to mention. Like, we just, like, 24 hours later, we were like, yeah, no, we got Gerard. Perfect. We're done. Like, at least mm-hmm. look at the other options first. That's the other thing I, got, I forgot to mention is that if they, they should have brought in interviews. They should have done outside interviews. And if you decide that Mayo's the best candidate, I feel so much more like confident in that decision if you looked outside the organization. The fact they didn't even do interviews and avoided the Rooney rule by doing this makes me feel way worse about it. It's like, go out, see what's out there. Rabel's out there. You know, Ben Johnson's out there. You got all these, you know, you just, just go look. And if it doesn't fit, then it doesn't fit and go with Mayo. Maybe you're blown away by one guy and you're like, shit, let's go an entirely different direction and do this. It's, I think it's stupid the way they handled it. Yeah, it just feels like... Negligent. It was promised to Gerard 10 years, whenever he signed his last contract, and we just were upholding like something. Right? It's, because, it's because Mayo is indebted to the Crafts. The Crafts said they 
basically said that they wanted their team back from Bill. Bill was running the entire operation. They wanted control and power back, which I don't think is necessarily a good thing because what the hell do they know about football? But they want to control. They can control Gerard. He owes everything to them by, by putting him in this spot. Um, so they that's what they, they got. They got a guy they, that is indebted to them and that they can control, which I don't think is a good thing. Um, it's very Jerry Jones. Yeah, it's I it, and apparently Bill was saying like maybe I'll go coach the Cowboys to Kraft and Kraft hates Jerry because Jerry's in the hall and he's not, which makes no sense to me by the way that Jerry's in the hall and Kraft isn't. But um, Dill, your thoughts on our coaching change? Yeah, so this was the exact opposite of what I wanted. Um, when I was talking about Vrabel last week, um, it was because that was seemed to be the top guy. Now, he talked about how I didn't think that uh, that's him being the coach would shift the team enough away from where I think it needs to, like, in the direction it needs to go. Um, this, the, the, the Mayo signing is just a, a shift. It's not anything different. You're, you're hiring from within. Um, like Trey, you said, member of the Kraft family. Um like circle of trust type deal, which, you know, if it works out, it works out. That's great. Um, I don't know. I don't know how we got to the point where we're like distrusting um, the crafts, but it, for whatever reason, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, yeah. Same here. Now Mayo uh, got a contract extension halfway through the season. And reportedly, about a month ago, um, or like a little over a month ago, um, it's like I was reading this article. It said uh, multiple team sources indicate Mayo has rubbed at least some people the wrong way in yeah. the building since his extension, and when he perhaps received a strong indication that he would be the head coach successor. So. I mean, if dudes are happy that he's coaching, that's great. But multiple team sources saying that it rubbed him the wrong way. I mean, that could be Belichick's kid. I think it's Belichick's people. I you think that's what, what I mean? it is. So there's, and if you're a <coughs> okay, you got rid of Bill. But if you have his people still involved there, it might be there might be issues going on. I can't believe we're talking politics about a football coaching staff. It's insane. Oh, it's like a TV drama, dude. It's insane. The offensive and defense. I think the Belichick brothers are going to become the offensive and defensive coordinators. Oh, we're going to stink. <laughs> that, I don't want defense. Brian Belichick running my offense. He doesn't do anything for the team. Steve can run my defense. We'll see how it goes, but I don't want yeah, Brian anywhere going to be calling daddy after every game, don't ask him what to do. <laughs> Absolutely. Guess what? You have the greatest football mind ever on the phone, probably just helping your team out as much as he's helping out his own team. So, so maybe, maybe your problems. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I feel like it's, you know, like Chuck, I think it's a lateral move. Um, I, I, I wonder how much the players actually, this season actually, like how much effort they actually Gave. Like, I wonder if, like, dudes just checked out, you know, what, like, what's the percentage of, like, full capacity, 100% going balls to the wall, everybody, like, that's what you want, but I wonder what our percentage was of that, like, if we were operating at, like, 65%, you 
because nobody wanted to play and they didn't like the coach or whatever. Um, and if a new hiring will, you know, levitate the, you know, effort or will to win, stuff like that. So, you know, you never really know, but I guess we'll see. Uh, Mayo did address that report, Dylan, um, earlier this year. And he was like, I'm a leader. You know, I'm trying to be a leader. I have different opinions in people. If they can't take those opinions, then like maybe they're not in the right environment. He, he said all the right things. And um, I think you're right. I think him being named successor pissed off all the Belichick people. And him, like I said, walking around with a baseball bat in meetings, like tr acting like a tough guy, like probably didn't sit well with people. So we'll have to see. But I think a lot of those people that were rubbed the wrong way were Belichick folks that wanted Bell to keep the job. Kim, yeah. outsider perspective. I got nothing, guys. You guys uh, covered it all. Um, we've done enough. <clears throat> I feel like talking about it on the side. I don't have anything to say that hasn't already been said. Just let the cards fall where they let the chips unfold where they're tossed. Once they say, let that happen. Give a give. To give you know if tell me if you think it was the right decision to move on from Belichick a and b give the male higher grade that's it no yeah I, I mean I already said it. it's uh, doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result I don't think anything's really going to change I think it's a d higher um, <clears throat> it's just a younger guy raised in the Belichick system and plus them saying that they they're willing to keep the other Belichicks stupid. Uh, I don't. I don't even know what purpose that would serve. I guess just you know, it's your dad who didn't want to find you. It's the same people. They're all the same people. Everyone in that building is the same person, as long as they were playing or coaching under Bill Belichick for longer than four or five years. Maybe. Well, think so, about I think it. I think about it like this, Trey. You think uh, if you really think Kraft wants nothing to do with Bill, right? Then maybe this. Mayo hire is just to, you know, just take know, the team back. No, just no, just to like. I think that's what it is, Tucker. Yeah, I, I I didn't hate that idea. I I think maybe it's just like a carryover guy, like you just have him do it for a few years while the, the all the other members of the Belichick coaching staff and their contracts are leave, and then you get a new guy and really actually start. Well, if Belichick leave, when Belichick leaves, he's going to bring in a bunch of his own people, so I don't I don't think that's the purpose of it. I think it's to get a guy that is similar to Belichick, but that they can control. I think that's the ultimate uh, right. the ultimate but purpose of this. And I think him offering Belichick to, this, the Belichick sons to stay, Cam, is – I mean, he – came out of this with exactly what he wanted, an amicable split. You know, Bill didn't have to answer to any reporters, which is probably part of what he said he needed for it to be an amicable split. Um, it was a firing, but he gets to come out and say, well, it was amicable split. He wanted to go too, even if that's not the truth. That's on the record. So he got everything he wanted. This is probably just to continue to smooth things over with Belichick's sons, which is like, hey, if your dad, you know, isn't hiring, like you can stay here. But obviously, we won't care if you go to him. It's all, it's all, he's so concerned with optics. And that's what came out in that Seth Wickersham article is where Bill always looked at Kraft as obsessed with optics. And I think there's a lot to that. I think that he is, he should be very worried about what Bill does now that he's, uh, he's gone. All right. 
we'll have more Belichick talk, I imagine, down the road as he gets hired and into next year. I'm sure we'll be we'll be breaking him down a ton. So we'll just move straight on into playoffs, unless anybody has any objections on that. Uh, no. Do we want to predict where he goes? I think he goes to the Cowboys. I'm saying the Eagles. Yeah, maybe. I don't think they can fire Sirianni after three years of playoff first and a Super Bowl loss. I think that would be incredibly stupid. The team, they he hates them. I know, but I would give him time. I think it's more. I think Bill is more likely. I think Bill also doesn't like Philly. <laughs> um, Dill, where do you think he lands? Um, Chargers still. Okay, Cam. Falcons. Falcons. Okay. Well, we each got a different team. That's awesome. Um, all right. Playoff recap. We'll start off with the record. Big week for one of us. Bad week for the rest. Picking up four points and moving into first place with 12 points is Tucker. Tucker, wow. got, Tucker got the Browns wrong. He got the Rams wrong. He got the Eagles wrong. Wait. No, yes. Never mind. He didn't take the Eagles. He got the Browns wrong. He got the boys wrong. That's it. Otherwise, he nailed it. Cam picked up three. He got the Browns wrong. He got the Rams wrong. And he got the Eagles wrong. Dill and I each had two. We had the same picks. We got the Rams wrong. And we got the Browns wrong. So it is 12 for Tucker, 10 for the rest of us in the playoff competition. All right. Let's uh, talk about some of these games. Browns, Texans. Um, Not much to say in this game. I should have went with my guts. I let Cam talk me out of my take that Flacco was going to turn back into a pumpkin. I drank the Kool-Aid. My The theme of my picks this week was didn't trust the gut. Tried to outsmart myself on a couple picks. Didn't go with the gut. The Browns was one of them. I thought the Texans were in a better spot. I kept thinking about the Browns' defense was the main thing that made me change to my own detriment. But Cam's talk of Flacco and the way he performed – Sold it for me. So that's on me. But I don't really have much to say. I mean, Stroud looks awesome. Uh, had nearly a perfect passer rating. Um, won a, the youngest player to ever win a playoff game at 22 in like 100 days. <clears throat> uh, the Texans are set up for a good future. I think D'Amico Ryans is a good coach. I think they have a lot of young talent. Um, and Lovey Smith should have a statue built for him in that town after losing last year, after winning last year and losing the first overall pick. Because Stroud is legit. Bryce Young blows. Um, but yeah, Flacco turned into Flacco and handed the Browns one more loss for all time's sake in the old AFC North. But uh, that's all I really have. It wasn't, I mean, it was a blowout. So not much you can say other than that dude uh, break dancing on Flacco's head. That was pretty funny. Uh, Cam, what would you make of the game? <clears throat> um, I, I loved this game. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, overthinking. The Joe Flacco thing was, was too much. The guy I've been playing in the playoff game since 2015, uh, he was just out there having fun. And there was a lot of hits. He was throwing touchdowns. He just didn't care what he, he was throwing touchdowns. He just was equalizing them with a lot of interceptions. Also, Brown's defense was 32nd in the lead on the road. Oh, didn't know that. The worst defense okay. in the lead on the road. That would have been so, nice to know. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of things you find after in hindsight, but it's all overlooked by, oh my God, Joe Flacco going back to M&T. No, 
almost CJ Stroud's dad's in jail. He's got to win for. That's the that's the headline. So it was it was a great day. CJ's unbelievable. I can't wait to watch him uh, this week. Probably rightfully in prison, by the way. Um, yeah, I looked it up. He definitely <laughs> deserves to be there. If if he did all those things, he deserves to be there. Um, but it seems like he didn't. Did he plead not guilty? I have no idea. I haven't looked into it that much. What'd you make of the game, Tuck? Um, yeah, I mean, takeaways from this game, CJ Stroud is him. He's that guy. He's the future of the NFL, not just of the Texans. But, um, yeah, and then Joe Flacco is still Joe Flacco. The Browns are still the Browns. I don't know why we weren't, like, just thinking about, hey, dude, it's the Browns in the playoffs. Like, how did that never cross anyone's mind on this podcast? It just felt like this team was different, but they were so injured, too. It just, there was so much that was clear me that this team was going to lose this game now looking back at it but I just I don't know I got blinded by the love uh Del um I couldn't watch this game I couldn't watch any of the games uh what is it like Saturday Saturday night I couldn't watch any of the Saturday night games um I saw the pregame all the pregame for for Texans and and Browns um now when they were panning to Flacco like warming up like, he was just throwing, like, little passes, and he threw one pass and, like, immediately grabbed his arm. Like, he was in pain. And I was like, oh, they're going to lose. <laughs> right there. I missed that. The, the Flacco uh, the wing was not good uh, early on. Uh, All right, next game, Chiefs-Dolphins. Chiefs win this one. Everybody picked it. The the much to, We'll get to Cam later with his the joy that he's feeling as an NFC East you know, rival. This is nice to see the Dolphins downfall, to be honest with you. Um, I was high on the Dolphins all year. Well, no, I, I declared them frauds pretty early on. But, you know, I thought they, they would figure it out. You know, they figured it out. They obviously had a great offense. I thought that they might, you know, be able to make some noise in the playoffs. But going into that atmosphere with it as cold as it is, they turned into the best version of the team, which is just a candy-ass uniform, warm weather pussies and they looked like they didn't want to be out there at all like none of them Tua looked miserable he looked so bad and they're you know calling for his head down there um Chiefs just doing Chiefs things they're turning it on a lot of people are starting to come back on the Chiefs bandwagon I'm not ready to do it yet um I think that their problems that plagued them throughout the year will come back up at least one more time if they can overcome it then they can overcome it I just don't know if they can. Um, but uh, Rashi Rice is so good. And Travis Kelsey stunk in this game, which was cool. Um, but it's just funny to watch the, the the Dolphins' downfall. Now the longest playoff win drought in the NFL, the Dolphins. Haven't won since early 2000s. I don't remember the exact year. 2002, maybe? Um, 2000. 2000? Well, yeah, that's pretty bad. Um it's just funny to watch this happen to the Dolphins, and I hope it continues to happen to them. I will say this. Tua looked miserable, but that just goes to show you what you can hide if you just throw talent around a miserable quarterback. Maybe you won't win a Super Bowl, but you'll have some exciting games, and you'll have, you know, you'll be in the playoffs. Um, so if, you're, if you've are if you got a young quarterback and you're not sure about him, throw talent. 
And then, you know, they're what maybe they're one piece away if they can get healthy and then they can get, you know, a veteran quarterback or something. They might be able to do it uh, a la the Rams or something like that. But uh, funny to see the Dolphins downfall. Cam. Yeah, I mean, look, this is I, I have a lot of Dolphins fan friends and I've had to hear it all year. And I honestly don't mind it all. I mean, it's, it's nothing against me. And if they beat the Patriots, I like that. If they beat the Jets, I like that. I don't care either way. What I do hate is the hype around their team this year. This is different. We're this team, blah, blah, blah. And, and they were being called out on all year. No, you're not. You're frauds. No, you're absolutely frauds. They're like, how are we frauds? We beat the team by 50. Oh, here you go. So it, it's a taste of their own medicine. And, you know, there's the injury. There's the injury thing. Granted, this team would beat up. But it comes down to one thing. Um, Tua can't throw the ball. He's got a new to learn. He's a lefty. He stinks. Lefty stinks. And they're, start, they're starting to, to realize it in my area. And their coach may not be this genius that everybody thinks he is because he gets away from the run game. He gets away from everything that seemingly works. And he's, I mean, and the guy is just kind of, he's kind of wired and weird. And he gives interesting answers. It's funny. And he got his guys back for sure. But at the end of the day, you got to, you got to stop running that that inside toss when it when it doesn't work. It's tosses and screens. And That's I think those screen passes. Yeah, but they didn't have faith in Tua. Um, Tua didn't even complete the screens in that cold weather either. Um, look, he, he eyes down one receiver. Tyreek's unbelievable, but I noticed something about Tyreek as well. He's got his ring already. This doesn't this this journey is is about living in, in one of the best cities in America, um, for you know his age and, and he's got a kid and a, and a wife and it's doing better now. That's great. Um, got three women pregnant good. allegedly right now on top. Yeah, of he has beautiful, yeah, beautiful spot to live. He's got his ring. He's got a beautiful place to live and he's getting paid. Uh, it burned down in the in the hot the hot sun of Miami. Um, he posted something that made me think this. Uh, it was hilarious. Funny. He got pressed by the Jarius Sneed into the ground. And he posted something, uh, press my ass all the way to Cancun or something with a laughing emoji. Good, good sport, but you don't want to win. You have no, no, no goal of winning anymore. You just throw out the fun out there, breaking personal records. And that's fine. That's, it's just the Dolphins play. Uh, yeah. I mean, I will touch on that, that Tyreek, it does feel like he's kind of just living his best life in Miami. He, you know, he's into his Twitch streaming. Uh, he's into all this different stuff. I just want to get this out here. He's like this NFL darling. Bad guy. Terrible person. Uh, glad his house burned down. Uh, wish it was worse. <laughs> I said that and got ripped apart by all kinds of things. Bad person. <laughs> Sorry, like he's a bad dude. Again, bad he has three bad. women allegedly pregnant right now, and he's married. Yeah, there's a word for um, what happened to his house. It's called karma. It's a bitch. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, I do agree with what everyone's saying about the Dolphins. They were never a Super Bowl contender. If maybe if they were home the whole playoffs, they could have. Want it maybe if they didn't sign Chase Claypool? Everyone knows wherever he goes, 
catastrophe follows. Um, I mean, this team just was so good to be in the season, and they were at the end. And the difference between that was that they weren't playing good teams at the beginning of the season. When a team is bad, they will beat the crap out of them, and when they're good, they'll lose, and that's what happened. Uh, the cold weather definitely didn't help. They didn't want to be there. No chance. They were happy to get on. Like, I can promise you the team was celebrating getting to get out of the cold once that game ended. That team doesn't have any grit to them. That's what they need. They need some hard-nosed, just gritty players on that team. You don't get that in Miami, though. That's not the type of place those guys go. You can, though. They can if they just pay. I mean, if you pay the right amount in Miami, maybe it's a culture thing and it will be hard for them to maintain their grip. But you get those hard-nosed dudes that just, you know, are down there and live and die by football. It can happen. You can absolutely build a culture around it. But they don't have that right now. Great stat for you. Uh, The Patriots beat more teams over 500 than the Dolphins did this year. Which is just awesome. Um, Dill, your takeaway. You didn't watch um, the game. I think, but. I think what the biggest factor in this game uh, was the weather of being cold. Um, Miami not being able to do what they needed to do offensively. Um, but that's kind of sad, right? Like, I know that being like a Southern team, you're playing in the heat all season long. That you got to go. Well, maybe not all season long, but primarily. You practice in there. Um, you go up and play cold games against teams in like the Northeast or whatever. I mean, I know they were playing the Chiefs, but still, it was freezing there. Um, and we and we like to say, "Oh, it's the weather. Oh, it's the weather." Well, that that really like shouldn't be an excuse. Like you prepare to play the game, to win the game. You can't be so. Uh, you can't let things that you can't change affect the way you play. Um, whether it's the weather, whether it's the time of day, whether you had so many travel hours, whether you something else happened outside of football, or you have to be able to come and, and be at your best at the start of the game. Um, and for whatever reason, the, the Dolphins' culture does not promote that. I mean, cold weather games, I think any game below 40 degrees in the past however many years that are like 0 and 11, there's, I, I swear to God, that's the stat. They're, they can't play in the cold, and that's something that you need to not affect you, especially as a professional sports team. Um, so I feel like that's just really sad for them. Like, you've got to figure that out. That's... Not okay. All right, we have uh, 20 minutes left with the boys, so let's try to let's try to speed round these. Uh, Bills beat the Steelers. Not much to take away. The Steelers snuck into the playoffs. Probably didn't deserve to be there. Uh, Bills, you know, they're playing their best football right now. Um, and as long as Josh takes care of the ball, I think they have a shot. Um, I wouldn't have said that earlier this year, but that's kind of what they're looking like. That run from Josh Allen was awesome. Um, also. Part of that run, did he get? They got penalized or something. The Steelers for hitting Josh Allen on a slide earlier in the game or something like that. The NFL needs to fix that because they can't tackle as hard as they want to and, and commit to the play as much as they want to 
when the quarterback's running because they don't want to get penalized because he could drop to a knee and slide at any time. So I don't know if you can eliminate the slide. The quarterback leaves the pocket. He's taking it into his own hands. It might result more injury. I don't know. But, yeah, Bills are playing their best ball, uh, doing very well since um, they converted to Al-Qaeda and became terrorists, uh, which is crazy. But, um, yeah, I think the Bills could have a shot as long as Josh doesn't turn into Josh, which he will at some point. Cam? I didn't watch the game, but yeah, this is this is what they wanted the, the matchup the Chiefs build again. Um, uh, that's all. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't watch the game. Tucker. Um. Yeah. I'll. Uh. First off, the Steelers suck. They never deserve to be here, and that's my whole hate for Mike Tomlin. Is that they're like, yeah, but they got there. Doesn't mean anything. I don't know why. Making the playoffs now a goal if you're not building a roster that can win a Super Bowl. This team never had a shot at this game. They had even less of a shot at a Super Bowl. They were a bad franchise that snuck in because there are so many injured quarterbacks. That's the you only reason. You don't think they're a QB away? What? You don't think they're a QB away? I think they suck. Uh, you know what would have been You know what would have been better? Lose all teams and have a chance at a good QB. But they don't have a chance at that now because they made the playoffs and got bounced in the first round. Where, who would I rather be right now, the Patriots or the Steelers? The Patriots. The one Steelers. Not even close. Not even close. Next year, I can name players on the Steelers that are good. I can't do that for the Patriots. Matt Judon. Christian <laughs> <laughs> One name. Um, My name too. Matt John Christian Gonzalez. Ballers. Christian Barford. Ballers. Um, the Patriots are more than a pick away. Talk, I, I, a quarterback away. They need a line. They need receivers. They need. They need receivers. Their line isn't that bad. It's not good. Um, but we're back on the Patriots. Uh, anything else on the game from the Bills' perspective, Doc? The Bills are a wagon. Uh, I just want to clarify on Trey's Al-Qaeda thing. Uh, it's since it came out that uh, Sean McDermott has a speech where he talked about Al-Qaeda. They're not actually members of Al-Qaeda. Um, Why not? Just Why are you ruining my phone? No one on that team is affiliated with the terrorist organization Al-Qaeda. Are you positive? Uh, what? Are you positive? You know what? No, I'm not. You're right. <laughs> okay. So, um... But yeah, I mean, and people were doubting me when I was like, yeah, no, Bills minus nine. And I was getting texts in the chat, it's okay, Tucker's going to blow this. Don't worry about I losing that. that kill, because Tucker was going to blow it with the Steelers with the Steelers, anyways. Like, they ever had a shot. If Just, that was one score game, I would have been, I would have lost my, any ability to say that I know anything about football. That was a two-score game and a generous one at that. The only reason I said that is because it's happened to us many times this year where your bet has been last and been a problem. Well, now you can exclusively blame Dylan because I yeah. killed it. Dale, yeah. your takeaways on this one? Um, I don't want to get into the whole Tomlin thing with Tuck, but um, the one thing I'll say is the team is not good. The coach found a way to get him to the playoffs. That's not a goal. 
but that's that's indicative of a good coach. So that's all I'm going to say. Um, the team is good. What are we missing? I think the team's good. Like the quarterback I, is bad. You yeah. tell me there was a good quarterback on that team. They beat the Bills. Damn, that's my point. Though they're, they're, they're Tomlin is a good enough coach to bring a good enough team to the playoffs, even though they yeah, have. Yeah, and I'm actually I'm. I've always given Tomlin the hype that he that he probably rightfully deserves. But I just think it's not a this team's not a Super Bowl contender team, but it's still a good indication of like the coaching staff that yeah, brought you. I'd team. rather win than I'd rather suck if I don't. No, have I, a Super I, I get what you're saying, but that's, nope, that's never an option. No, I'm with you, Dylan. What's their plan for next year? Against Tucker's uh, utter idiocracy, saying I would what rather suck what than what be good for next year. <laughs> the guy with the twenty third pick. I would rather yes, suck than be good. Yes, yes, I'd rather make the playoffs every single year than suck. I agree with no, you. No, rather win a Super Bowl once every ten years and suck the other night. But you don't. But you're not. We win. We want a Super Bowl. Indication that the Patriots are winning a Super Bowl within, within five years. The playoffs once and lost your mind. That's a losing franchise mentality. You don't get it because you're not used to making the playoffs frequently like us. <laughs> Like, I've been... Which team won a playoff game more recently? I'm just, saying, passion, passion. I'm just saying, yeah, and you treat it like it was a Super Bowl. It was embarrassing. It was hard. Yeah, to watch. Super Bowl. Beyond the Super Bowl. You beat the Vikings in the wild card round of the playoff. And you when we won our fourth Super Bowl. <laughs> which, you know, it's like we have those every week. You have those <laughs> once a generation. It's okay. Mm. This is awesome. Again, it's, okay. it's okay. It's <laughs> okay. You can you can root for your Super Bowl wild card match. I hope you win one next year. Maybe you'll get it. But I'm looking at a Super I'm Bowl. Just, no, you're not. You're looking at the third. <laughs> I'm the looking third at the third. Yeah. Happily having the third. You're winning a Super Bowl within five years. Yeah, right? dude. How third is this worst team. Congratulations. I'm <laughs> not talking about my team. I'm upset with my season. As you should be as well. You fire a clearing house. You have two good players of note, and you have the third pick in the draft. At least three. Um, At Dylan, least three. Got it. That's a team. Dylan, do you have anything else? Oh, we gotta move on. Okay. Um, next game, the funniest game. Uh, the Cowboys. Man, I said it last week. I do it every single year. I am now permanently placing, and I don't. This is my decision. Podcast wants to follow along. I think until the Cowboys win a Super Bowl, they should be permanently on the fraud list to start every season, week one, frauds, Cowboys. I mean, they suck. They are so bad, and they're so funny. They had the number two offense. They had an unbelievable defense, and they just sucked. They it, This game was not even close. They sucked. They're awful. Their downfall is hysterical. Every single year... Cam said to me last week, he's like, you do this every year. They're going to lose. And I, I went with my gut, and I went with them. And probably next playoffs, I'll be back with them. But I'm saying right now, I'm going to try not to. They are frauds. We'll be the coach. If Belichick's there, I still can't. I still can't. They're still the Cowboys. They, like, this is this is what they do for, for 30 years now. They get to the playoffs, and they fucking lose. To the Packers. This is what they do. From the Packers' perspective, Jordan Love is very, very good. And I cannot believe they've done this again. One thing we have to mention, which the two, two half of our podcast isn't aware of, 
You think when we say Rich Bazakia is a friend of the pod that we're just kidding around. That we're just, you know, we're just having a laugh because Cam somehow got his phone number and like, you know, we're just we're just joking around. Cam, would you like to tell them what happened after the game? Yeah, I'll first touch on Trey. You are actually bound to the Cowboys now. You are required to pick them in the postseason every single game. It's hilarious. Uh, I told you straight to your face that this was wrong and that you've done it before, and here we are. So now you're bound to them. You did. If you're the one facing them, I am so here for it. Take your mind. I just want to give you a point. They lose again, and you pick them. Um, it's it's just funny at this point. They're awful, awful for frauds. So our, our good friend Rich, good friend of the podcast, of course, he's, we touch back and forth, and uh, and sometimes he's busy and, and can't get back to me, and he's never gotten back to me. Um, but, you know, I've, I've had his number for a while now, and after the Raiders games and the Raiders situation, um, I think he was a little salty, so I, I didn't hear from him for a while, hadn't heard from him ever. Um, I, I, uh, I reached out after this one. I saw a video of Rich Passaccia saying, how about them Cowboys after the game? Walking into the locker room, and he was a special teams coordinator for the Cowboys, for the Raiders. Um, this is a special one for him that I knew it would be, so I, I reached out to our good friend Rich on Sunday. I just, you know, I said, good, haven't been after coach, good game. Because, um, you know, it was a good game. Granted, Andrews Carlson's the second worst kicker in the league, and he's the special team coordinator team. But there's a lot of other stuff that goes into special teams. You know, if he can't kick the ball for it, if he could, I'm sure it would be, be better. But I, I reached out to him, and, um, I woke up this morning to a, a good morning text, if you would, from, from Richard Sarah. And, uh, you know, I, I hold that kind of friendship real close to my heart. And just somebody that's willing to take the time, get him in a taxi, here, there, the other thing, the probably partying. He's probably, no, he's responding to his best friend, is what he's doing. So he reached back out to us. Uh, you know, a lot of words, I'll summarize it. But um, he just, you know, he really loved the message. That, that I had, I had said to him, and uh, he appreciated it a lot. And, um, you know, he holds a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of place in his heart with that message. So I can say. We, we, yeah, so you can believe us or not. What reason do we have to lie? But this podcast is an active conversation with a former NFL head coach. And you can believe it or not. It's happening. We have, you know, we have a screenshot of the message. We don't want to air Rich out like that, but you can believe it or not. What reason do we have to lie? We've always said friend of the pod. Cam has always said, I reached out to him. He didn't get back to me. He's busy. He got back to him. So we are friend of the pod, best friend of the pod at this point. Uh, He's probably the most famous pod member. He's also, we're willing to give him uh, a full class of rights to the pod. Um, he's a, he can be a full-time member. And we're, not, we're not charging him RSS. True. He has he has earned that right with this win. Uh, Tucker, boys, pack. Uh yeah, the boys are frauds. I even like, I don't know. I think so. I heard someone talk about this, but uh, I lie at them because I'm just like, look, like they can come back, they can come back, and I realize it's just a Patriots fan in me that I see a big underdog. I'm like, they can they can win this. You do that and all the time because the Patriots used to do that all the time. 
and so, and so, um, when this game happened, I live bet them. You know, I I made bad decisions. Um, they suck. The Cowboys suck. Dak's a fraud. They need Bill. At the end of the day, Bill is needed this organization for them to succeed. Um, it's clear that McCarthy's a big dumb idiot. But yeah, I hate this team. Don't. My favorite part of the game was uh, the uh, Packers had wide open touchdown. I forget it was some tight end or somebody down the sideline. I mean, he, there wasn't a guy 15 yards from him. Um, he caught the ball awkwardly and didn't run very gingerly into the into the end zone for a touchdown to bring him up by like three scores or something. Yeah, um, Luke Musgrave. Yeah, whatever, whoever it was, he couldn't really run very well. Um, looked like he had two left feet. But they panned up to the box where Jerry Jones was, and he literally he like lifted his hand. Like the only movement I've ever seen the man make outside of getting up after the end of the game. He was sitting there, and he just like threw his hand up in disgust. Like, oh come on. That was my favorite part of the game. Uh, uh, it kind of reminded me of um, when George Bush Sr. lifted up the ball at, uh, at Astro Field, whatever the hell it's called. Um, it, it was similar to like that type of movement, uh, an old guy putting his hand in the air. Uh, that being said, the, the Cowboys, I, I'll give them credit. I'll give the offense a, a little bit of credit. They did put up a good amount of points. Um, the defense folded, uh, if, if they didn't, maybe, maybe they got defeated halfway through the game and decided not to care. Um, but you know, if the defense held it together and had a solid second, second half, they could have had a chance to win the game. Well, Jordan Love no, came out of the no, game. No, that's not true at all. That's not true. How many that is gar- garbage event points did Dak Prescott have in the first quarter? I'll give everyone a guess. Zero. Any what? Passing yards. Zero. 16. 17. Trey is dead on with zero passing yards. I knew he that. had zero passing yards in an entire quarter. You think like, it was. You think they're blame it on the defense, but the offense was so abysmal right off the bat that it put them in such a bad position. But you think that a playoff game in an opposing team's building, that they're giving them garbage time points? The entire second quarter or second half. I mean, late into the game, it was. They're just playing. Was the fourth, Jordan was Love the came out of the game. So, yeah, no, everybody was out. It was, it was just letting the Cowboys score because it didn't matter. It was forty-eight to sixteen. Yeah, it was a joke. Yeah. Um, you guys, while we talk through these last two games, go ahead and pick your winners this week so we can just rattle them off real quick so, so you guys aren't here too long. Oh, I got mine ready to go. Um, you and I can take as long as we want, Cam. We can discuss it a little. Oh. Yeah, these two have to leave. Um, Rams, Lions, I don't have much. I didn't. I wasn't able to watch this one. Um, good for the Lions. Uh, good for Jared Goff. Booing Matt Stafford is, is stupid. You know, he gave them a lot, and they traded him. It's not like it was, you know, I guess he did kind of a, approve the trade and, and kind of won out, but. Kind of dumb to boo them. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really have much. Good for the Lions. I think they're a real team. Um, kind of funny that out of the NFC, the starting quarterback will either be Purdy, um, Goff, Mayfield, or what's the last one? Love. 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 Yeah, kind of funny that that's, the, that's what we got left. 
But good for the Lions. Um, the fans were crying in the stands. I thought that was awesome. They deserve one win at least. Um, Cam? Yeah, just a quick uh, uh, breaking news announcement as we do live on this pod often. Um, Jim Harbaugh just interviewed it, uh, completed his interview at Atlanta. Falcons. He also interviewed exactly. with the Chargers earlier. Yep, he did. But Atlanta just came out one minute to go from Shafty. Um, I, I thought this was one of the best games of the weekend. <clears throat> I, I absolutely love it for Detroit, for the Lions, for the fact that the Dolphins now hold the record for the longest uh, streak. Just a quick insult to injury. It was, it, it was always risk that the Dolphins were going to take over as the, as the lousy NFL franchise team, which is crazy to think about um, because they've never really been that bad other than that 0 6 year. So... I, I like this game. Stafford got absolutely rocked this whole game, and he should retire right now. I don't know what's wrong with this guy. From this moment he stepped into this league, he's just been tough as nails. Um, leading the rookie, his rookie year, leading that drive with a broken hand, firing darts. Uh, he was knocked out conscious yesterday. He got out of concussion protocol. Um there's, there's something, something, he did something sketchy, I think, to get out of the concussion protocol and go back into the game to try to win. I forget what it was, because he was knocked out cold. He did the two offenders, and his eyes were rolled back into his head, and then he came too. So he's an ultimate tough guy. I love him. It wasn't the Rams season. Their defense is abysmal. This is a good, good one for the Lions to win. Um, Puka Nakua is an absolute stud, and I think he's going to be for a while in this league. Drafted after Chad Ryland. Yep, yep, that is true. He's the ultimate tough guy. They had his ceiling as like Alec Ogletree, and they still drafted him there because he was a tough guy, and they needed somebody like that. And he has been just in specimen. CJ Strong was in his class. He's easily uh, rookie of the year. So, yeah, it was a good game. Chuck? Uh, Sorry, it's me. I don't know why I didn't recognize that. But, uh, yeah, this game, I'm so happy for the Lions. Like, this was one where I'm, I said in the group chat, I really hate rooting for the Rams right now because it was part of our power life. But my, oh, heart was, my heart was on the Lions the whole time. I mean, I could, how can you not love that team? They haven't won a playoff game at home, a playoff game in 35 years. Like, it was I wanted them. It was awesome. <laughs> I understand. I understand. And we, you know what? What's worth more, two hundred dollars or the fact that the Lions won a playoff game? To me, two hundred dollars. <laughs> I don't know. It's up for debate, I guess. But uh, yeah, I mean, this was a fun game. This was competitive throughout, which was nice. I mean, this week, this weekend kind of felt like a dub with a lot of these games, but this game was always competitive, and that's what I loved about it. Dell. Um, yeah, I watched this whole game at a bar, no sound. Um, one thing I'll say is I feel like the, the Lions got away with this one. Um, the Rams had more total yards. They drove the ball down the field so many times. They made changes on the defensive side that, that hindered the Lions for the entire second half. Only three points, second points. half. But the, I mean, credit obviously to the Lions. Every time in the in the, sec, in the second half that the that the Rams went down, 
uh, they would make big play after big play to get down about the 20 to 15 yard line ish, and then they just they could not get into the end zone. They settled for field goals. Cam throughout the night was saying, "I wish they went for it. I wish they went for it." I agreed to not to not go for it just because they were pushing the ball so well. Um, I forget what happened on their last drive, but they uh, it was fourth down and something towards midfield, I think, and they, they couldn't couldn't get the ball, uh, you know, far enough and had to hand the ball over, and that was it. So. Um, Kudos to the Lions uh, winning at home. I mean, that must have been cool for everybody there. Um, but, yeah, I, I really think that – I don't think the Lions have too much more in them in the offseason because they really – I don't think they really deserve to win that game. I think they did, actually. I think, I think they have a lot of coach with that. I, okay, I don't want to say deserve, but I want to say they squeaked away with that. Sure, absolutely. Right. But I think we were talking about the coaching battle all night. Yeah, um, they had the edge, and he didn't. Now Campbell's an idiot; it just works for him. That's yeah. how coach that is. That's how. Quickly, quickly, Tucker and Dylan, give us your thoughts on the Eagles game, and then give us your picks for this weekend. And yeah, we'll... Eagles game. Uh, Eagles are frauds, just like I said. Bucks are not legit. Just, uh, but I guess they are legit because I have to have them win again this week. Oh, I forgot about that. Um, oh no. Um, but yeah. Frauds, Eagles, uh, Bucks, legit. I didn't watch this game. Um, I said that the exact opposite was going to happen. I thought the Eagles were going to blow the doors off the Bucks. Um, I was surprised when I saw the score. Uh, so yeah, congrats to the Bucks, but not what I expected. All right, All right and, and our picks. I have the Ravens winning, the 49ers winning, the Bucks winning, and. The Chiefs winning. Dill? I have the Ravens winning, the Niners winning, the Lions winning, and the Chiefs winning. All right. We will excuse you guys. Go enjoy your movie. Cam and I will uh, wrap up the pod. Also, find some uh, find some legs you like um, for parlay at some point. Oh, Dill. All right, boys. Enjoy the flick. Back to you uh, in the next 10 minutes. All right. Now, on the recording side of things, uh, we can't stop our recording, uh, right? Because we're going to leave. You guys are going to continue. So I guess we'll do this again next week, and we'll try to figure it out next okay. week. Okay. Next week All it right. is. Uh, Cam, what'd you make of the Eagles game? I actually tuned into the second half, and I, I turned the game on, and it was a blowout. Now, that was one of the most pitiful performances. I've never seen a team go from zero to zero so quickly in my life. A ten and one start to zero and six or uh, six oh, one and six in the past seven. I think it was um, hilarious for me, right as a Giants fan, just watching the downfall. There was a, a a tweet that I saw that could not have put it into words any better for how I was feeling. I'm going to find that tweet now, but uh, just the absolute digression, progression from the Eagles is awesome. It's hilarious. That whole fan base is just god-awful. No, no uh, faith. The paper bags before the game of, of a team that was 10-1 and one that went to the Super Such Bowl last year. Such a bad look. Such a bad look. It's unbelievable. Um, 
Philly, I mean, they're known for it, right? I mean, hate it or love it, they stick to it. They will never change, and that's that's the beauty about them, I guess. Um, throwing throwing popcorn at their coach after the game as he's walking through the tunnel. They, they want everybody out. AJ Brown's going to be gone. This team is is unfortunately uh, they're they're going to be in trouble. Jason Kelsey's retiring. Jalen Hurts is not him. He's a okay quarterback. He's a middle of the line guy. I put him right above Tua. Uh, he just had the best roster maybe ever put together last year, and that is all on the GM. He's he's a he's a heck of a GM. Howie Roseman rocks. Howie Roseman. Howie Howie does a great job. He plays Madden GM, and he does it very well. And it worked last year, um, but unfortunately, you can't you can't make the guys like each other. That's that's uh, that's part of it. Yeah, so they're gonna be in for a long haul. Yeah, just to go off that, I I sent you that tweet earlier today of all their key free agents, and it is a doozy mm-hmm. of a list. It's crazy, but yeah, I mean they just fell apart. I don't really know outside of the chemistry reasons which were reported on why it really happened. If people just kind of figured them out, if Hertz just kind of fell off a cliff. Um, I know his, yeah, he had a broken finger. His hand was banged up. Yeah. But that Actually, was at, like, that was during the losing streak, wasn't it? That wasn't at the beginning of the losing streak. No, no, it was recently. Yeah, um, so I don't really know what happened with this team. Um, this was the reason I picked them is because I was I was trying to outplay myself. I think I said on yeah, the me too. on the pod last week, like, okay, everybody thinks the Bucks are sharp here, um, so I'm gonna say that you know you see this happen where it's like, oh, this is the sleeper team. Here they come. This team's struggling. And to Tucker's point, maybe it was like the Patriots thing. I remember their last Super Bowl run, the Chargers were coming to town, and anyone who was a Patriots fan knew we were going to win that game and win it by a lot, but everybody was picking the Chargers. Um, so it's just maybe that thing, but I don't know. It's just the, the Eagles fell apart, and I do think it's embarrassing to wear those bags. And Like I said, I think it would be a mistake to fire Sirianni. I know you don't like him, but three years, three playoff berths, and an NFC championship win. No. Is so it's, it's 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 deeper. It's deeper than that. The play calling, it just screams. The getting figured out and not being able to adjust on the fly. I I agree. Everybody in Philly wants it. Wants him gone. I but, I know I know that's um, true. I think you I think you you ride him one more year, and if you guys they ha- probably will. I think that's the right decision. I wouldn't want him gone if I was an Eagle fan, but then I'd be a psychopath. So maybe I would. But well, you got to think too. Look at the digression. From last year, after they had Brian Johnson, um, or they had what's his name, the, the Arizona coach now, uh, uh, Gannon. Gannon, Gannon, um, that's a big loss. They got their the other OC from last year. I think got got taken out, and they left with Sirianni and a couple of guys that just can't do it. So. I don't know. I think Patricia is Patricia on that team now. Dude, Patricia is the uh, the defensive coordinator, and that was going to be my next point. Is he might be the biggest fraud of all time? He he is a loser. He I think Bill covered up a lot of things with him, and I always thought he was a great defensive coach. I really did. And when we brought him back, I was like, if we're bringing him back on defense, I'm cool with it. But he he was bad. He made no adjustments. Uh, this entire game, but yeah, they, I mean, they have a lot of problems that they're going to have to sort out. So we'll see if they can do it. But, um, on the Bucks side of it, I have a newfound respect for the Bucks because 
I know I hated them. I know I was their biggest hater for a couple of years. And I know I've hated on Todd Bowles and said he's useless. You think back on Todd Bowles' coaching career, 10 wins with the Jets, um, you know, brought this team after losing Tom Brady. They lost in the wild card with Tom Brady to come back and win it with Baker Mayfield. It's pretty impressive. I think it's a well-coached team. I think they're playing for each other. I think Baker is a dog who's been written off. I've always liked Baker. I've really never disliked him. Um, and I would love for him to be my quarterback next year. I don't think they let him leave. No chance. But they're just a well-coached team. And and I give them a lot of credit. Like, like I said, from experiencing the Patriots' lack of bounce back after losing Brady to watch them do this. Guess, granted, their division is dog shit. But then they just beat the defending NFC champion. So... Yep. They're they're a, leg, a legit team. I don't think they're a contender, really. I, I think that they're going to run into a buzzsaw. But they and, and I think the Eagles were in a really bad spot. But they've done a hell of a job coming back from Brady and turning that thing around. Uh, so I, I give them their flowers there, as much as I hate to do it. Yeah, I I mean I think we both agree that the Brady team was was one year too many, probably. They were in absolute shambles last year, just with everything, the coaching, the, the togetherness. They couldn't figure it out, and they were 7-9, 8-9, um, going into the playoffs, and the Cowboys ended up beating. So, I think you bet against the Cowboys last year <clears throat> with Brady. I probably Brady. did. I did. I probably picked the Bucks, but I definitely picked the Cowboys next week. That's for sure. Uh, either way, um, I, I think it is impressive. Don't get me wrong. Baker Mayfield has always been a winner, by the way. Um, upset, he upset uh, Ohio State and he jammed that sword in our logo. And he is a fighter. I mean, he, he walked on the Honda guy from Oklahoma that, uh, or Texas Tech. Texas Tech, I think he was there first. He was. Um, he walked. He walked on, and he just made a name for himself. And now he adds, adds himself to the list of the guy that that's won a playoff game. Not only gets the Browns their first playoff game in how many years, um, then he switches switches teams five times. He was playing D tackle for the Panthers. That just shows <laughs> goes to show you what a dog shit organization the Panthers are. That they yeah. couldn't get anything out of him. And they didn't try to. They did not try. They signed the guy, and they were like, "Oh, we're going to do. We're going to do something else." This PJ Walker guy from the XFL could be a cool story. So they're they're an idiot, but but nonetheless, very proud of Baker. I do think he comes to an end this week. But uh, that guy just doesn't say anything anymore. He, he keeps his head down, and and it, you kind of expected a bad story out of him. Everybody thought that was it was he was too cocky to be the number one pick. He was the Heisman winner, but he's more of a Johnny Manziel. This is what everything Johnny Manziel should have lived up to be. All right, Connection Pod rolls on. We'll pick the games this week. Obviously, we heard the other boys' picks. We'll start off where they did. Texans-Ravens, as well as the Texans played, I think this is a great spot for the Ravens. I I just think they're they're a buzzsaw. They're the best team in the AFC. I could very well see them losing to the Chiefs next week. But I think that... um, they just have a little more experience that the Texans don't have. Lamar, obviously, another MVP season. Um, I've always said that I don't think Lamar will ever win a Super Bowl. 
this might be their best shot. They're relatively healthy. They just cut through the AFC like butter. I don't see them losing this game in Baltimore. It's snowing there right now. I saw a great tweet that was like, keep Lamar inside. His immune system is bad because <laughs> he's yeah, always no pooping himself. But um, as long as he doesn't get the flu or poop himself, I think that the, the Ravens should win this game. So I'll take the Ravens here. Yep, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be the odd one out. I don't I I opened up this spread here and I saw nine points and that is just it's almost embarrassing and it's not I guess the Ravens are in that but uh, I I like the Texans straight up here. Um, no no if and buts about it. It's not a crazy take by any means. The last time the Ravens were the one seed and they were and Lamar was the MVP. They lost to an AFC South team in the Titans. Um, pretty handily in, in the same exact game. Now, when he's a rookie quarterback, I get that, but there's no world in, in which this guy comes out there nervous. Um, I think that Lamar's going to have to throw the ball against this team. And Derek Stingley is lights out. They don't have Zay Flowers. He's having a great year. Um, they don't have Justice Hill that running back anymore. They picked up Dalvin Cook. They picked up uh, Melvin Gordon. But these are kind of just interim guys. Uh, I, I don't see it in this Ravens team. And I know people were saying that you know a few years ago, oh, this Ravens team is different. They're the one seed. They got knocked out. Everyone can get knocked out. We're seeing it already. I don't see it with this Ravens team. I saw it last week what the Texans were able to do. I think they have a better offense, of course not defense, but in this day and age, what have we said? The, the, the years of defense win championships over. Offense wins championships, and I think that T.J. Stroud is going to outplay the more Jackson Texans win. All right. Um, Packers, Niners. Uh, this is an interesting one. I think this will be a close game. Um, Packers obviously coming off the high, friend of the pod, the Packers. I would like to see the Packers win the Super Bowl. However, they're probably my, they'd probably be the team that I have the most rooting interest at this point. Um, they're my third favorite team in the league. However, the Niners, I've said, I'm take married. I think they are far and away the best team in the NFL. I think Kyle Shanahan is probably the best coach in the NFL. Um, I think Brock Purdy is a good quarterback. I don't think he's you know terribly overrated. I think he is a little bit, but at the same time, kind of a Tua situation where, you know, even if he isn't the best, he's got so much around him that he can do whatever he wants. McCaffrey's coming off a career year. Kittle's been great. Debo's been good. Like, they just have too too much, I think, for the pack. Um, So I'll take the Niners here. I just, I think they're the best team in the NFL, and I think they're going to win the Super Bowl handily. So, um I'll take the Niners. Yeah, that's correct. I I really, while you were speaking, I was trying to convince myself it's a similar situation. Texans, not, Texans, Ravens, and, and Packers, Niners. I think the spread's pretty close. I I can't see him doing that again. Jordan Love has been playing. I playing Brock Purdy easily. I'd say so. Yeah. Years. Um, but the team itself is just. They have every piece, and they are just completely healthy. There's no world in which they can lose. 
last year Purdy went down and then it was shambles from there. I don't think that happens again. They're going to take it. Yeah, I think the Eagles don't make the Super Bowl last year if Purdy doesn't get hurt. Um, all right. Bucks lions What a game. Go back, you know, five years and say this is this is the NFL divisional round. Wouldn't believe it. Um, this is a tough one. I think I'm going to take the Bucks. I I just think they're kind of team of destiny right now. And, you know, the, not that the Lions aren't, but the Bucks are coming off a win against, albeit a weakened team, you know, the defending NFC champions. Um, the Cowboys, or not the Cowboys, sorry. The Rams were able to stifle the Lions a little bit in the second half. Um so I think there's some things to be learned there from the Bucks. I don't know. I've just kind of done a 180 on the Bucks. I picked against the Lions last week. I'm going to pick against them again. Maybe it'll be good luck for them. But uh, I just I like Baker, and I think he's a fighter. And uh, this is really a – I will be happy with whoever wins this game. I'll be fine with whoever wins the game because I think both – I like both the quarterbacks. I like the way the both teams are headed. Um, but I'll just, I'll just try to – I'll just pick the buck. Wait, maybe I won't. Okay, no, I will take the bucks here because Dylan took the Lions. I was gonna say if it was chalk, then I wouldn't take them, but I'll take the bucks here. Just, just on a gut feeling. I'm trusting my gut this week. Is my mantra. I like it. I like it. Yep. I'm gonna go with the Lions here, so I'll make it. I'll split it. Um, <clears throat> shout out Dan Campbell. We have not been too too nice to him on this pod. We had no faith in him whatsoever. Tucker hates and I would I would like him to prove everybody wrong. Former Giants draft pick, tight end for the Giants, um, early two thousands. And he's he's uh he's bringing the city together. And this team, if you just watch the locker room, the story of their GM now, um, about how he was working for Enterprise ran a car back in 2003, got an internship, and, and those are the stories I like to hear. The Bucks Baker's a good story. I think that team has all the capabilities of, of actually competing, but the Lions are too high-powered. They're just uh, moving as one unit, and Amon Ross St. Brown just not is uncomfortable. And I don't think they have the they have the infield, but they don't have a corner. Next I was going to say, I don't know enough about their corners, um, yeah. so that's kind of concerning. Yeah, AJ Brown was out for the Eagles, and Devontae Smith went crazy. That was the only like uh, good part about their game. I think that Goff has a day against the speed. All right, the NFL's dream matchup. Third time I think these teams are meeting in the playoffs. Cam nailed the take. The NFL needed it. Here it comes. Chiefs-Bills. Um, it's a tough one to pick, but I just got to go with history and say it's going to be the Chiefs. Like I said, Josh Allen needs to play perfect Josh Allen football, which means doesn't need to play a perfect game, but he needs to not be stupid, and I just don't trust him to not be stupid for an entire game against the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, it is in Buffalo. But obviously, cold weather's not going to affect either of these teams. I don't think they're they're used to it. Pat has played in a lot of cold games, and he's played well in a lot of cold games. He has no Peyton Manning. 
Um, unfortunately, you know, I don't – everyone turning and but going back to the Chiefs and saying they're going to win the bowl, you being one of them, Chris being another vocal one. Um, I hate to do this, but I just – I. I don't see the Bills beating them. I I think that uh, this is the same thing that's happened for three years. It's like they run into the Chiefs and they lose. And it'll probably be a great game, as the other ones have been, a close game. And the Chiefs will pull it out in the end because they have the best quarterback in the game. So it'll come down to that. It's just Patrick Mahomes is better than Josh Allen. And Josh Allen is a bit of a dummy sometimes. So uh, he'll throw a bad pick in the middle of the game that will result in them losing by, like, four. Um, I'll pick yeah. the Chiefs. Yeah. yeah, I like that as well. I don't know how I come up with these in my head, but I have these theories that if this team wins, then this team will win. And my, my case is if the Texans win, the Chiefs will win. If the Ravens win, the Bills will win. No reason whatsoever. I was wrong about it last week. Uh, I'm going to go with the Chiefs as well. It's kind of wash, but they're the best quarterback in the league. And last game is probably the best I've seen them look which reminds me of the Tom Brady team, the Bucks that started off the year not great, ended up getting a wild card spot, and then as soon as they got into playoffs, they were just unstoppable. That's the team that beat Mahomes. Eerily similar right now with Patrick Mahomes. He's wheeling and dealing. The defense is number one in the league, if not two. And Rishi Rice is a wide receiver number one on pretty much any team. At this point, for some reason, they just, they just found a guy. And Travis Kelsey is still Travis Kelsey, no matter what you said. Hey, he's good He's good for six catches of just being wide open in the middle of the field um, at some point. I don't think he can keep up with it. I think it is going to be a good game, a close game. And ultimately, the defense for the Chiefs is going to stop, stop Josh. All righty. Do you have a leg? That you love. I love the Texans, whatever the plus is. Texans plus nine. Mm-hmm. All right. Texans plus nine for Cam. Now, going off this, I was also thinking a Texans bet. I'm staying away from the lines, uh, from the spreads. I just don't feel confident enough. I was leaning Chiefs. Uh, Maybe I'll do Chiefs plus three. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take Chiefs plus three. Okay. Like I, I was going to do Stroud over one and a half touchdown passes. But that's a little risky with the Ravens D. I think he can do it. But I just plus three for the Chiefs. They win this game outright. They, yeah. they definitely do. So I like Chiefs plus three. So we have half of our parlay. Texans plus yeah, nine. We have Tucker. What's Tucker's pick? Bucks plus six. Bucks six. Okay. I don't hate it. I don't love it either. But six is a tough number. Yeah, six is a very tough number. Um, I don't hate it. I don't love it. It is what it is. And we will wait to hear Dylan. Dylan has not submitted a leg yet. But as of right now... It is Chiefs plus three, Bucks plus six, Texans plus nine. Maybe Dylan picks a touchdown score to kind of like even it out from last week. Sharp yeah, bet, like by the way. Winner. Yeah, sharp yeah. bet, Cam. He scored three. He scored three. Yeah. Easily, easily a 
I mean, that's why you're the sharp. You're eleven five and two. That's a great season. That's a great season. I don't bet on any of those, by the way, since the beginning. I know. Maybe you should. No, I don't think so. I think that would ruin us <laughs> I mean, I'm I ten seven and one, which long. isn't great, but yeah. isn't terrible. Winning numbers. Winning numbers. But uh, a couple people don't help. <laughs> They're not here. The connection closing out the pod. I think that's all we got. I think last year, if I remember correctly, we did suspend list guys during the NFL playoffs. So I think that's kind of the norm here. We're already at an hour 40. We're missing two guys. I think we, we permanently suspend list guys for the NFL playoffs moving forward. What do you think about that? Yeah, that works for me. Yeah, there's just too much to talk about. And as the the Patriots situation kind of unfolded, that took up a ton of time. And I could have done yeah. a full two hours on that alone. But um, all right, that's our show. That's Waste Takes episode, what was this one? 208? Yes, 208. Area code in uh, Idaho. It was. That was my – That's how do you know that? Did you Google it? Uh, no, Oh, well, that's impressive because that was that was going to be my subtitle until Tucker wanted it to be the Pokemon, Steelix. So okay. uh, we, I went with that. But that's our show, episode 208. NFL division round coming up. Coach hirings, maybe. We'll, uh, we'll have it all for you next week. Uh, thanks for getting wasted with us. Ooh, wow. Thanks for getting wasted with us, and we'll see you next week. So long.